0: Hello and welcome to Unoriginals, a journey through the Disney Channel original movies. My name is Zach.
1: And I'm David.
0: And tonight, David and I watched The Color of Friendship. David, do you want to give us a rundown on what this movie's about?
1: Apartheid was bad. Yep, that's it. (laughs) More specifically, a white girl from South Africa in 77 during apartheid Mm -hmm. goes to the United States and lives with a Black family in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and they both learned that um, not everyone is bad because of how they look. Yeah. And also, apartheid's bad. Mm hmm. Which, apartheid was bad. Mm hmm. Apartheid, I imagine, continues to have lasting negative effects upon the country of South Africa to this day. 100%. Yeah. as I say, not being too familiar with the politics or anything of South Africa after apartheid. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, this is an episode where we go, hey, we're both white, Mm -hmm. so I'm mostly going to talk about some of the interesting scenes in it, yeah, movie stuff, and um, also, like, general notes, I -hmm. think. Because it's, uh, I have no qualifications on which to comment on a lot of this film. I mean, like, first things
0: first, I like this movie. I think it's actually not that bad.
1: Oh, it's absolutely fine. It's pretty good. I don't think it's great. I think that it does... And I actually looked prior to starting recording. Mm -hmm. Because there are some bits of this film where it feels like a white person made notes. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was written primarily by a black man. The director was black. Mm-hmm. The producer was white,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's and the producer also produced um one of the other films that we've watched. And you can tell the bits that he produced because there's as much as commentary this film goes into on South Africa and racism overall. It is very much gung ho, but this is America where we've solved racism with the passing of the Civil mm-hmm. Rights racism Act. Racism doesn't and there's exist. There's no more here. racism in the United States, which is obvious BS. Mm hmm. Um, and that is me getting that out of the way because that is the thing about this film that made me the angriest. Yeah. Because um, it's just such. So, I mean, especially in the year 2020, mm-hmm. <laughs> with. Everything that is happening here.
0: Oh, one hundred percent. And we've we've said this before, and I will say it again: Black Lives Matter. Like, oh, absolutely. If, if you don't agree with that, you have no no place listening to this podcast. Yeah. Um, and that's that.
1: That's that, and and that's the thing is that it is such utter BS that this film is like, yeah, we solved racism here in the United States, mm-hmm. and that's a note from a white person. Right. I don't know how else to explain that.
0: I mean, that's pretty much all we can do to explain that, really. The
1: ending of this film, the ending scene in America, (laughs) is written by a white person. Mm -hmm. You can tell because he talks about how everyone's free to worship in their own way in the United States, Mm -hmm. and we've solved racism, and everyone's equal in the United States now. Mm -hmm. But it's not true all over the world.
0: And don't get me wrong, it's a very nice speech.
1: It's not nice speech.
0: It's not, like... It's not true. Actuality, yeah.
1: Yeah. And they almost go into it. You can see that mm-hmm. there is one scene where they almost go into it with the window washer.
0: Mm-hmm, the window washer and, like, seeing the whole, like, rundown slums in Washington where, like...
1: Yeah. like and, the... and,
0: it, and she's like, oh, this is still Washington? It's like, oh, yeah.
1: This is... Yeah. It is. And the thing is, yeah, they kind of go into it there and then never touch it again. No. And then the next scene, are like, because in that scene, she's like, America's not perfect either. But then mm-hmm. the next scene, they're like, but here in America, we've solved racism. It's perfect. We've done Black it. people and white people, people of mm-hmm. any race, can go into any store together, and no one will say a word, because we solved racism here in the United States. And, mm-hmm. just... and I just wanted to get that out of the way up front, because mm-hmm. that colors this entire film. 100%. Yeah. Pun, unintended.
0: Other than, like, that issue of just pretending that everything is fine and perfect and dandy here, I think this movie does a good job of getting the message that it wants across.
1: Yeah, I think it's... For the most part. So, on the one hand, right, I go, well, this is a kid's film, so they need to be more, like, blatant in what they are saying.
0: Right, they kind of dumb it down a bit, which is important, because it is a kid's film.
1: Yeah, but then on the other hand, I'm like, this movie straight up says the N-word, like, four times.
0: It says the English N-word once.
1: Twice. Twice, twice, twice. Really? Because both characters say it, yeah. Really? Yes.
0: That was only once, but, like, then they go over all the different slurs that they have in, uh... South Africa? South Africa. Yeah. Which, like, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't know there was more than one, and that's... Jeez, like... I
1: did. (laughs) I did. Uh... Yeah, they... Uh it's it's
0: not not great it's bad
1: it's, it ain't great yeah mm-hmm. also everyone starts this film off as a jerk
0: oh yeah all of them suck at the beginning
1: yeah because everyone hates each other because she's a white south african which fair but it's not like there weren't white south africans who were against apartheid
2: mm-hmm.
1: um there were not a ton that i'm aware of but there were Mm-hmm. Um, and she's obviously has an issue with them because they're black mm-hmm. and, and it's
0: all she's been she's taught because she's, yeah, she's a child
1: she's a child then she was taught to be racist and horrible mm-hmm. racist things mm-hmm. which she kind of get gets past by the end of the film
0: I'd say about like a solid like halfway through the film she's kind of figuring it out that like hey this is not right.
1: She's getting there. Like when um, when you get the when, school um, scene though, and it's like, what is yeah, this, man.
0: When when she's introduced to Roots, like that's when you realize, like, <laughs> okay, she's she's getting there. Like she's starting to figure it out. But then you have the school scene where it's like kind of a step back. But like, yeah, I feel like that's a necessary thing for her character development is to understand yes. that, you know.
1: And for the record, Roots is great, and I would if you haven't seen it, Freeman hasn't seen it.
0: Which I'm gonna be watching it.
1: Yeah, see see if it's on um I I'm sure it's on YouTube. It is great. Um LeVar Burden is in it. LeVar Burden's great. It it's a ver it's it's one of the best mini series of all time. And I would as good as this movie is, and I debate how good it actually is with myself hmm um this I would recommend roots a million times over that
0: I would recommend any material that deals with the same subject over this, yeah, personally, just because yeah. I know that there's other material out there that handles this subject way better
1: a oh, hundred times better. watch but, you know, as I said, roots watch twelve years of mm-hmm. slave watch right. like
0: but the thing is, for a kid's film on the Disney Channel, it does a pretty good job
1: oh, absolutely.
0: Which, I gotta give it credit where credit is due. Like, it it, it tackles the issue pretty head-on for a kids' movie, and I, it I does appreciate that.
1: It does as well as a kids' movie by Disney could be expected to do. Right. Which
0: is kind of, like, bare minimum.
1: It's not a glowing recommendation, and it's not saying, no. you know, it's questionable. And, you know, I was looking at a lot of the reviews for this on uh, Wikipedia, Mm-hmm. that are like, it's really predictable, but it goes pretty deep. And it doesn't really actually go that deep.
0: No. It's it's pretty they, they, they it's not like bad. They mentioned, like,
1: structural racism, like, once, kind of.
0: Right. Of, like, oh, you know, there's a system, and, like, when people are pushed into the system, they're just gonna keep thinking the same things, and, like, yeah. Exactly. Like, good on you for recognizing that, but that's the one time you bring this up, and that's the one time you bring anything of that level up. Other than this that, movie... it's just racism bad.
1: This movie calls Police Pigs, which I'm kind of down with.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a good time.
1: But, like, is this film good?
0: For what it is, yes. In yeah. comparison to other movies like it, not necessarily.
1: And I will say it is a bold choice to it set is. this film in 77. It is. They do, however... The thing that really detracts from the film is when they stop the film to show the girls being friends.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is the whole wild. montage bit? Because them being friends is integral to the plot. is is important to the plot, right? But those sequences go on way too long and don't do anything.
0: And they just go from not liking each other and not even attempting to care about the other person to instantly being best friends.
1: Yeah, and it the only reason that those scenes have the only thing that those scenes progress right are showing that maybe she's not racist because. When she was in South Africa, a guy splashed some dishes down, or a black man in South Africa, so... Mm-hmm. At a fancy restaurant. Yeah, at a fancy restaurant, splashed some, like, tripped and dropped some dishes and splashed some dirty water sauce on a guy's oh, pants and got hit for it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which, holy shit, that's... That's, like that's pretty dark. 15 minutes into this film and that's, yeah. you know, that's pretty heavy. And then, the only reason the montage is important is because a similar situation happens. A black man is carrying ice cream tray stuff in an ice cream establishment, trips, spills it on a guy, and she goes, Don't hit him. Mm-hmm. And he sees the nicest man in the world, apparently,
2: mm-hmm.
1: who says, Oh, no, it's fine. It's not your fault, which, fair. That's the mm-hmm. proper response.
0: And then he says, I'd He's, like one of those. I'd please. like one of
1: these. They're tasty. Which is only the proper response <laughs> if you're the funniest man alive. <laughs> which uh, he's not. Which he's absolutely not. Uh, so it's a bit of a weird response, but, it, you know, it... Mm-hmm. And it shows also, that is also a totally inaccurate depiction of the United States of what would oh, 100%. Happen. But that's the only thing that those scenes progress. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And then, 22 minutes left in the film, um... White South African girl whose name is Mary. Mari. 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 Is Mari and Piper? Or Pepper. Yeah. Piper? Piper? Piper. I thought it was Pepper for some reason. It is Piper. Mm-hmm. I think it's because of how Mari says her name. It sounds like Pepper. Right. Um, Mari is taken out of the household by the South African government mm-hmm. because they straight up murdered a activist, which happened uh, in real life.
0: Biko, what was his last name? B-I-K-O. B-I-K-O. I don't was... know any other significance for that, but I, I will yeah. look that up.
1: Yeah, and I, I looked him up, and he was an activist, and they straight up murdered Steve him. Steve Biko. Yep, Steve Biko, and they straight up murdered him. Mm-hmm. So they were like, there's now unrest, so you're gonna come with us so that, you know, they don't these Americans don't take out their anger on you. And they tell her that he committed suicide, which he very much did not.
0: Mm-hmm. And then she sees on the news too in the um in the amb- in the embassy where she's being kept basically at the time. Yeah. Um that they're playing the South African news and it plays it like this was just a weird coincidence kind of thing.
1: Yeah, basically.
0: And then she learns when she goes back to the Delam's house where she's been staying, yeah, that no, the government straight up murdered him.
1: Yeah because this this movie is really heavy for like mm -hmm. no I'd say no reason saying that racism is bad is a good reason right the bad thing about this film is that it's saying that no one in America is racist Mm -hmm. that it's those people over there Mm -hmm. in a different country that are the racists. here in America we're fine Mm -hmm. and it's really hard to talk about this film without getting into that because that's all this film is
0: Oh, a hundred percent.
1: Like I could make, uh, it is that and making fun of the fact that they dress like they're in the seventies and the fashion from the seventies was bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- those are the two things that this film is.
0: I will say the coolest thing about this movie is that the Dellums, that family is an actual family and Ron Dellums, the congressman that they're staying with. He actually was, like, a real person who worked against, like, Apartheid and everything like that. And I thought that was super cool. Like, I just think that's really interesting.
1: Yeah, and the actor who plays him voiced uh, Martian Manhunter. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is also really cool. Yeah. So you gotta play two superheroes, I guess. At least. I mean, yeah, Yeah. at least two. Maybe more. Maybe more.
0: I just think that's super cool. Like, I, I love that it's really actually cool. based on a real life thing. And we, we looked it up too. Um, the Dillon family did house um, a foreign exchange student, a white foreign exchange student from South Africa twice. Whether that was the same student or two different students, it doesn't specify. But I just think it's really cool that like this is basically like based on real events, like as close, yeah, as, based they, on as, close as they're willing to get.
1: It's it's it is absolutely based on a true story, which is you know, mo lots of things that are based on a true story are not at all true.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But you know, it's interesting. And this film won a ton of awards. Mm-hmm. And it was nominated for a ton of awards. It was it was it won an Emmy. Mm-hmm. It won an NAACP Image Award. It won mm-hmm. a uh it won a WGA Award.
0: Mm-hmm. Three Young uh, Artist Awards.
1: Uh, So, that was nominations. Oh. Because... It one, one um, Young Artist Award. Yeah, it was yeah. nominated for the for basically Best TV Movie. Mm-hmm. And then both of the lead actresses mm-hmm. were nominated. But Shadia Simmons, who plays um, Piper, Piper mm-hmm. won it. And then they also were nominated for An Outstanding Achievement in Children's Programs, but did not win that. Mm-hmm. And this is a very of these films, or of these like very special episodes about racism, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whether that be like a, a episode of a TV show, um or a TV movie like this, this is a this is potentially the best example of one. Mm hmm. But that doesn't make it good. No. Which but I'd is, say yeah. overall,
0: like, it's really not bad.
1: No, it's not it's it's not awful. It's the thing is that I say this all the time. It's hard to talk about. Mm-hmm. It not is not because of the subject matter. Um, but because of the film being nothing other than the subject matter. Right. And that when it comes to that it's a decent example of it, but it's just a middle of the road film.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It is elevated by the fact that it does a good job Mm -hmm. overall, except for all the problems that we have mentioned with it, job of discussing the reality of apartheid. But at its core, everything beyond that is just an average film. It doesn't do anything other than that. That is its entire thing. And it's a question between... Do we complain about something, can, can we reasonably complain about something and rate something low, like Brink, or Can of Worms, which has no plot and just doesn't do anything and then sometimes plot happens,
2: mm-hmm.
1: while well, also kind of knocking this film for being nothing but plot. And it's not plot, it is the message that it's trying to send for how long is this film Runtime is 87 minutes. It is 87 minutes of Apartheid is bad.
0: But see, here's the thing. I would much rather have 87 minutes of Apartheid is bad and a message that is important than 87 minutes of shitty movie.
1: And I 100% agree.
0: So I I can rate this one higher
1: knowing that. Yes. And I I totally agree. I would rather have this movie over any of those other movies any Mm -hmm. day. Mm Mm-hmm. But...
0: Like, sure, as a movie, it has the same problem of... Just a constant stream of the same one-note thing. But this one-note thing is significantly better and more important.
1: It is. But I think that by the midpoint, you and I were kind of at the point where we're like, no, we get it. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's because I I like to think that I'm fairly Mm well-versed on the subject. I, I... you know, I could go into my room and pull out my book that is literally titled White Privilege Essays on the, from the Other Side of Racism. mm mm-hmm. uh, And, you know, that sort of stuff. And once again, it is only stuff that I have read and been taught. hmm Um, it, which is nothing close to actual, like, experiences with racism. hmm Um... And I guess, Freeman, you know, I've had some pretty bad experiences related to my religion. Right. But it's not the same. But would this film hit any note, I think we kind of have to ask, with a kid? Even I'd in like 2000, to say that it would. When this film came out, does this film resonate?
0: I'd like to say that it would.
1: I'd like to say that it would, but I think realistically it doesn't. Right. Be and, and here's the thing, is a kid in 2000 watching this film is maybe, what do you think, 12? Maybe. Maybe 13? I think the kids in it are 13, 14? Yeah, they're 13. 13 and 14. I think they're two different ages. Right. So let's presume that the kid watching this is 13 or 14. Well, Apartheid ending in South Africa was a big deal. Mm -hmm. But let's presume they're 14. They were 8. How conscious were they of apartheid?
0: Probably not at all.
1: Probably not very much. Maybe some, depending on their family. But if they're white, it's going to be a hell of a lot less than if they weren't. Right. And then the question becomes, okay... So that's the most recent event with apartheid. To them, the most contemporary point is still six years old, mm-hmm. at that point, which is almost half of the time they've been alive. So then you take this back thirty—not not thirty years—it's closer to twenty-three years. Back in time, they haven't been born yet. Mm-mm. They're fourteen. None of the 70s stuff is going to resonate with them. None of it. No. <laughs> Except that maybe they think it's dumb.
0: Or that maybe they like the music because like, they've heard their parents play it in the car or something.
1: Yeah, maybe. Uh, but would they know the name Casey and the Sunshine Man? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Are they familiar with the first Freaky Friday? No. No, well maybe, well, mm, maybe only if there's their a good chance to them. that they're not. Yeah, so the message is good. The message is important, mm-hmm. right? But it is the wrong packaging. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it's basically falling on deaf ears, but not intentionally.
1: Yeah, it's just that it doesn't... It may resonate that, like, oh, don't treat people bad because of what they look like. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Which is not exactly how you be not racist. No. But But it is a a good start. start. Yeah. On the other hand, how how much of that is actually getting through. Right. um, From everything else. I mean, they spend a long time looking at the book Roots. But the mini the book roots, no fourteen-year-olds reading that unless they love reading,
2: because mm-hmm.
1: that book's massive, and it's good, but it's massive, and the mini series came out in '77, so that's also twenty-three years old, and their parents might share that with them, right? But if their parent is sharing that with them, their parent, they are probably black, mm-hmm. which means they don't need this film, no. Because they probably get it. So, who is this film for? It's for 13 and 14 year olds in 2000, but it's being sold in the wrong way, if that makes sense.
0: Right, that makes 100% sense to me.
1: And I hate to be cynical about it.
0: No, but you're you're right. Like, it's it's being sold to the wrong audience, but not because... Not for lack of effort.
1: No, this film has way more effort than it should. Mm-hmm. For what it is,
0: it has more effort than half the films that we have watched.
1: It has more effort than any of the films we've watched. Mm-hmm. It is a good and competent film.
0: Mm-hmm. And like, if I if I have children and this is somehow still an issue when like I had kids, I would show them this movie when they were younger because like this is something that I feel is a good way to start that those kinds of conversations.
1: It is. I just think that the problem is that they're going to have. Especially at this point, mm-hmm. where we are almost half a century removed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We are 43 years removed mm-hmm. from the time that this film takes place in. Right. We are 20 years removed from when this film was released. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, it holds up technology wise for the most part.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But the problem is that it's dated. Because it was dated when it was made. Right. Because it was 23 years dated when it came out. Mm-hmm. It is 43 years dated now. So unless your child is a reincarnation of someone who went to Woodstock, you are going to be better off finding a more contemporary version of this. Right. Because as awful as apartheid was, and as awful as racism and the mistreatment of our fellow human beings based upon nothing other than the color of their skin, mm-hmm. continues to be awful. Mm-hmm. And I unfortunately think will continue to be awful for a long time. Yep. This film is not the right way to teach it now. No. If you if this film came out in 77 or in 94, when apartheid ended, mm-hmm. and it might have started production in 94, it might have been shopped around starting in 94, and it, it might have started shopping it around in 94, and it just didn't get made until 2000, Right, that would make a lot of sense.
2: That would.
1: This film feels dated, and it's not going to resonate with a modern audience. No. And that's unfortunate.
0: The only the only chance that this film would have with resonating with the modern audience is, is in the wrong age group. Yeah, Because you're not going to learn about apartheid when you're 13 or 14. You learn about that more towards high school when you're like 16, 17. So by the time you get yep. there, this movie is too young for you, which is the exact yep. opposite problem.
1: Well, and if you're in a English course and you are having your... Students read, uh, what was Cry the Beloved Country, which is mentioned in this movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can have them watch this film.
0: Because they have enough context, they have enough background knowledge about it.
1: Exactly, but you might be better off just having them watch the cry, one right. of the Cry the Beloved Country movies. Right. But free of context, I mean, hell, at the start of this film, Freeman, hmm
0: they how didn't confused, establish what year How confused us, were we? It took us a little while of like realized that it was made in 1977 or made to me in 1977.
1: And they might have mentioned it, and we just missed it. But that is also a, a sin. I don't that think they both did. Of us, I don't they think they ever
0: put any like establishing date. They just started playing um, older music, but like that they, doesn't signal older era to me.
1: They might have mentioned it when it said Washington D.C. in that opening scene. Opening
0: I don't shot. think they did
1: and maybe they didn't. If they didn't, that's awful. If right, they did the and both of us missed it, that's worse. Mm-hmm. Because we did not know when it was. No. We thought I thought it was in 2000. Up until I believe the point that they were talking about apartheid in South Africa and I mm-hmm. went, "When did apartheid end?" And I looked it up and it's in 94 and I said, oh, maybe they're not in apartheid South Africa, maybe they're in just after apartheid South Africa. And, and then they, they switched start... to South
0: Africa, and we're like, okay.
1: Well, no, I mean, like, even by that time in South Africa, I was like, maybe this is just out of apartheid South Africa. Mm-hmm. Racism, I mean, obviously still today is everywhere that there was imperialism, is mm-hmm. incredibly still a thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, it's more way more overt because it just ended six years ago. Right. Um, and then they mentioned that they and then the policeman dad comes in and says we captured the agitator whatever, agitating for whatever's um, for <laughs> human rights and I went, okay, who is this person? Is this mm-hmm. a real person? So I looked him up and he died in
2: 77.
1: Mm-hmm. So we were in 77 and there was no way that we could have known that
0: no they they never established that, and that's something that I wish did happen because that's a little important
1: it It's really important. it's incredibly important that you clearly and fully indicate to the audience when this is mm-hmm. because even people like you and me who knew mm-hmm. who know about apartheid mm-hmm. who know how apartheid ends mm-hmm. um And who are relatively familiar with, you know, racism and, or rather the history of and continuation of racism across the world. Mm -hmm. Not knowing when this is, is a problem. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the difficult thing, is I don't know even what to say beyond that, because that is the biggest sin in this film. Is that it takes place in 77. The problem is that it tied itself to the subject matter of apartheid South Africa. Mm -hmm. It didn't have to be apartheid South Africa. I understand what the film's deal is. But you could have, I think, told a similar story with a upper class white girl... From anywhere in the world in 2000.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In an upper-class, black, American family that they go to live with for some con- contrived reason.
0: 100%. You could, you could tell the same story.
1: But the film is so tied to... And I can't tell if it's that the writer and director wanted to tell the story of Robert Dellum, who... It's a really good story.
0: It's a very good story. I'm glad a, that this story was told because I had no idea,
1: and I didn't know, and I'm happy that I know. Mm-hmm. But by being tied to that story, it is a lesser film.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because th- it it would be <laughs> it would be a lot more interesting if it were about him. I would rather just watch a biopic on him because that's going to be really interesting because he sounds mm-hmm. like an interesting man. And then a different movie that is a similar premise to this, but is not tied to being in 77. Right. Because that would be a better version of this film.
0: And also, honestly, I 100% agree with you about the biopic. Like, I'm, I've am i I skimmed through his Wikipedia page, and he sounds really interesting. Like, he's done a yeah. lot of really important stuff that I would like to hear more about.
1: Yeah, and actually, if you have a biopic about him, Please. Please. I would yeah, love I, to watch that. I want that. to watch that, actually. Um, that would be really interesting to me. I He's, would love to watch that. Yeah. Me, ditto. And if you, I guess, know anyone who can tell me about what this film was or what its production was like, mm-hmm. I'd love to know that, too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because don't get me wrong. I, I'm being very critical of it because I like it, because it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I'm more critical of it because it's more of a real movie than basically any of the other films we have watched. Mm-hmm. But because it's a the, the realest movie of the ones we have watched for this, it comes with the criticism that I would give to an actual film. Which is a lot harsher than I normally am on a lot of these films, because a lot of these films, you just have to kind of sit and go, yeah, it's a horse movie. Mm-hmm. It, it's a it's a movie about people riding horses, or it's it's, a, it's a movie skating. about yeah, it's a movie about snowboarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's usually what it is. And this is like, it's a movie about apartheid in South Africa, and a congressman in America who's fighting it.
0: And it's like, dang, that
1: that's like made a big jump. <laughs> yeah, that that's an actual film.
0: Mm-hmm. Good news, not to interrupt you, but real quick. Yeah. Um, Del's post uh, published an autobiography co-written by H. Lee Halterman entitled Lying Down with the Lions, A Public Life from the Streets of Oakland to the Halls of Power in 2000. Okay. Before he passed away in 2018. Uh, that's so,
1: unfortunate. Oh, yeah, that's really unfortunate. Very
0: unfortunate. unfortunate. It's very recent. But yeah. So he has an autobiography out there. So that's Maybe cool.
1: there's a film on it. Hopefully. Or a biopic on him. Or, uh, we'll something. find something. Yeah, because I don't have time to read anymore. Right, it's really unfortunate. I have two. I have two podcasts to edit this week. Of mm-hmm. as of recording, so I have to edit our Halloween episode, which you will hear before this episode goes out, mm-hmm. and then this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, both before they come out. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. And I also want to the. I was gonna say I want to talk about the acting, but the acting in this film is just good. Yeah, there's some. Other than, the like, side...
0: the little, little kids, but, like, they're little kids. You well, can't... and the
1: side characters are not so good.
0: Right. But, The again...
1: football player is not doing a good job, but he has, like, two lines.
0: He's there for literally less yeah. than five minutes.
1: The policeman dad has, like, five lines in the entire film, and some of them have a South African accent, and some of them don't.
0: hmm But I don't even care. They're there for less yeah. than five minutes in total screen time. It's not Exactly.
1: Important. And that's exactly what it is. Is that everyone who actually has a role in this film mm-hmm. is either an actual real adult actor mm-hmm. um, doing a good job mm-hmm. or a child actor doing a good job. Do mm-hmm. you feel like there's anything we haven't addressed, Freeman? That you I want don't, to talk about?
0: I don't think so. I think we hit all the major points.
1: I mean, this. Uh, <laughs> This film straight up says the N-word halfway through it. Just and both like, whoa! We just paused the film like, alright, Disney. Okay. I mean, because that, that is a... I, it's a bold I move I want to quantify Disney. this. It is a bold choice for a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. If it were any other film, I would not have bad an eye. I would have been like, yes, that is to be expected in a film like this. Right? They're mm-hmm. going to talk about... Um, Slurs and derogatory terms and such,
0: but like this is a Disney channel. movie This is movie. a Disney
1: fi- Channel movie where the only other film we've had where there's slurs we have not is way in the future, but we have watched it called Buffalo Dreams, and they're the wrong slurs, and they're the wrong slurs, which makes them even more offensive mm-hmm. and off putting, and they're meant to be offensive in that film. Right in this film, I don't think they're intended to be offensive. They're just using I don't word. think so.
0: I think it's, I think it's as a, as a, as a means of education on oh, South Africa.
1: Yeah. You know? And there's like two scenes on that. Right. Oh, they called you the South African equivalent of the N word. I'm going to be so mad. And then, you know, they're like, actually, she didn't say that. She said she wouldn't call me that. Mm-hmm. Which, once again, is a weird way for people to talk to each other. There's some weird lines in this. Mm-hmm. There's some weird conversations and I'm like. Is that's not how humans talk to each other?
0: But it's kind of like a... It's a means of getting information out at Yeah, that point. it is.
1: It is like, I am doing exposition. Right. So I'm not really talking in a way that a human would talk to another human. Mm-hmm. Um, It's close, but not quite. Yeah.
0: In order to be, like, as accurate as you can to what you're trying to talk about.
1: Exactly.
0: Which makes sense.
1: Freeman, do you want to rate this movie?
0: I do. Um, I'm not gonna make a joke as to what we're reading it out of. No, I, just I, out I was going 10. to say. I'm not. not. I'm this... not doing that. Not happening. It, it's
1: exactly the same way. I mean, we could do it out of like chocolate shakes, but like I that's guess that's a bit but, from the film. Yeah. But I don't want to. That seems I like don't want to either. It's the same way that this film doesn't isn't going to get a where does this place in our universe? No, like, this is real.
0: It's not this something is, that we need to worry about. This isn't in a different universe or anything like that. This is a real movie. That yeah, this is, is a, a very a, important movie and has a lot a, of messaging to it. That's yeah, and it important. is
1: based on real people. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, so it doesn't get a place in a universe because mm-hmm. it is based on this one that we live in. Mm-hmm. Out of ten, Freeman.
0: Out of ten, I give this movie an eight out of ten. I I wouldn't be mad if I saw this movie on TV. I wouldn't be mad if I went and saw this movie in theaters. It's a good movie. It's not the best thing I've ever seen, but it gets its point across in a good enough amount of time. A good amount of like reasoning to it, and for a kids' movie tackling this subject, it does a pretty good job of it. Other than just not being relevant as far as the time period goes.
1: Absolutely. Did you say eight or eight and a half? Eight. Flat. I'm, eight. I'm gonna. I'm going to echo you on that one hundred percent. Yeah. It is an eight. It is a solid film. Mm-hmm. I think it is weakened by mm-hmm. all the things that we've already mentioned that it mm-hmm. is very pro america that it is very that it feels dated because it puts it it, ma- it dates itself
0: mm-hmm.
1: but uh, without any of that i think it would be a 10 100% um but i think that also without any of that it might actually be lower because if it were the same film that could happen temporally at any time. Mm-hmm. It would be a 10 if it were put in, you know, 2000.
0: Nondescript time period.
1: But because of how interesting it is as a, and we didn't even realize that it was a, based on a true story. Mm-hmm. But because it is based on a true story, it can't be moved. Mm-hmm. And if you tried, that would weaken it.
0: Right. So if you're taking this exact story and you're putting it at another time period, it wouldn't work because of it being based on real events. Yeah. But so if you I take th- a similar story that's talking about the same subject, move it to any time you want yeah. to, use it like the same way of, of using it as a way to start a conversation with someone or as a way to just kind of break into the subject itself.
1: Exactly. 10 out of 10. Yeah. And I, I that's the thing is, right, I, I would say, and I haven't done this for any of the films, I think that at its best, this film could achieve a 9. Yeah, because of being in the 70s mm-hmm. because it just i don't think it would resonate with kids when it came out or kids now no but if you were to cut out so i think that the best that it could achieve is a nine if you removed all the pro america america isn't racist bs
0: mm-hmm. so like saying if you, that if it's you developed an, more in the in the window washing you see if you developed that yeah. more Of how, yeah, we still have our problems and, like, go into those problems a little bit more in depth. That would be spectacular.
1: Yeah, and so keep in mind that when I say that this is an 8, and I think, I'm sure Freeman agrees with me, Mm -hmm. that an 8 is really close to what this film could have possibly achieved. It is almost Mm as good as it could possibly be. Mm -hmm. With everything, keeping in mind everything that it is.
0: 100%. I
1: 100% agree with you. I don't even know what to say now.
0: I mean, I think that I think that wraps this all up.
1: I, I think it really does. It's a bit of a shorter episode than we've done recently.
0: Right, but I mean we can't really goof with this movie. This this no, isn't one that we, we, we want to get all crazy about and make all these jokes because this, this is not the type of movie for that.
1: Yeah, it's the same way that I raised my um, recording volume on my microphone <laughs> for this film because I just went I'm not gonna peek my mic. I'm not gonna yell during this episode, mm-hmm. it, so it needs it because it's you need my lows to be louder because I'm not gonna have any highs to right cancel them out. And yeah, I I actually think that's it. Freeman, do you want to look at what film we're watching next time?
0: Uh, next time we are watching Alley Cat Strikes. That should be a funny kid bowling movie. Plenty of oh, things. next God. time.
1: Thank God. <laughs> The only goofs in this film when we were watching it were ones that were immediately followed by the film making it and then making us sad. Right. Um, because, yeah. Like
0: the milkshake bit.
1: The milkshake bit, yeah. No, I called it. I made mm-hmm. the joke that they have then immediately made because...
0: Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, oh, uh.
1: Yeah. Because they were like, uh, you know, like... And then that was the one and only joke that we made during the entire Thing that was not racism is mm-hmm. bad. The joke, because mm-hmm. um, even the jokes before that were racism is bad. The joke. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to. Wa- I want to watch the bowling movie, Freeman. It, I'm,
0: I'm sure bowling I, movie will be I'm, quite spectacular.
1: This film is important and a downer.
0: But in all the best ways that it should. Be. In, oh, in That's all the, the ways that
1: it should be. Absolutely. Do not mm-hmm. get me wrong. That I'm like this film should be happier. No, this film is. No, this
0: movie is exactly what it needs to be. It's it's good.
1: Yes. But it is a downer for a funny, silly podcast where we make goof about movies. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyways, speaking of funny, silly podcast about goofing movies, um, if not you not would like to, you can no. always tweet us. Or not goofy movies specifically, but yeah. yeah. If you'd like to, you can always tweet us at unoriginalscast on Twitter. Again, if any of you guys find anything about Ron Dullum's, like any sort of media, like yeah. please tweet that to us or email it to us at unoriginalscast, Hack, or at like unoriginals98 a, at gmail.com, because I really even want like to a, see more about
1: this. Even like a 90-minute PBS special on him? Literally anything. Yeah. Um, You can email us
0: mm-hmm. unoriginals98 at, unru- at gmail.com.
1: Mm-hmm. Um rate us five stars on whatever app that you use to listen to us if it has a rating system mm-hmm. throw a comment on there we'd love to hear your comments mm-hmm. the comments are make a lot of those apps weirdly weigh ratings with comments more heavily than mm-hmm. if you just give us five stars mm-hmm. so if you've given us five stars we appreciate it.
0: We really do. We it's, do. It means a lot to us because it bumps up our podcast in those different platforms, and it tells people, it tells the platform itself that, hey, yep. people like this podcast, so maybe you'll like this podcast too, and it recommends it to other people, which keeps us going.
1: Yeah, which is always good. It is good for the these systems to say, oh, people like this podcast, but it is also nice if you could write a comment with it mm-hmm. that makes these um, companies go, oh, and people are engaging with this podcast. Mm-hmm. That me that that would mean the world to us. We'd really appreciate it. Um thank you to Twin Musicom mm-hmm. for our cinematic sting opening. I just realized that I have to set up the sting for the other <laughs> episode and that I'm gonna have to do that, so that's cool. Um anyway. Um lastly, thank you to you for listening. Yeah, we know this isn't the fun, exciting one, but we'll uh, have plenty
0: of those down the line. This one's and one. there will
1: be one the there'll be one one day before this episode drops. Mm-hmm. So if this one's not doing it for you and you haven't listened to the Halloween episode, go listen to that one.
0: Go check out Under Wraps. It's a goofy movie about a mummy. It's a good time.
1: I'm guessing if you made it this far in the podcast, you appreciated what we at it, what we talked about here and how we treated it with some, with some level of gravitas mm-hmm. as much that as we, we don't can. normally yes um, yeah. yeah so if you made you it this listening. far thank you for listening
0: we will see you all next time
1: see you next time for a bowling movie which will be less serious <laughs> bye bye